Good evening. It's 9 o'clock. It's Sunday, August the 28th. It's 83 degrees in Jacksonville, Florida, coming to you from one independent drive in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Transmit Show number 41. Let's go. Welcome. You've made it to show number 41. I've made it to show number 41. Here we are. We we both have made it to show number 41. Uh, coming to you from Jacksonville, Florida, tonight. This is the show we call Transmit. It is good to be on the air. Wow. Hope everything's working fine. I can hear myself echoing in my headphones. Uh, let's see, uh, this is, uh, let, let's get back to the basics here. Uh, first of all, I wanted to, uh, tell you, this is, uh, Transmit Show 41. We, we have officially done 41 shows. That, that seems kind of odd, but yeah, here we are at, uh, the 41, show 41, 41, more than 41 hours worth of content. I've officially become a content creator slash, uh, podcaster slash radio amateur dj slash whatever else that you can uh, toss into the mix and uh that's what i do that's who i am uh nowadays i guess along with my uh daily duties uh wanted to uh s- s- first of all i just wanted to say it's good to be back on the air uh we were going to do the show last week end but at the last minute, Radio 24 sort of pulled the plug out from under us. And so we were just like, okay, whatever, you know, uh, we'll just go ahead and enjoy the rest of the weekend. And so that was cool with us. So uh, it's it's never the, nevertheless, it's always good to be back in front of the microphone, uh, shouting, shouting, speaking, talking, conversing, engaging, 
I haven't been on Twitter that much lately, just because I, I really try to get to the end of the summer in some sort of proper fashion. Wanted to send a, uh, you know, I always want to send out shouts to everybody, but uh, tonight uh, we're going to send out some shouts to some uh, special people out there. Uh, first person uh, on the list uh, this time is uh, Vanessa. Hey, Vanessa, and I uh, hope, hope the emails were well received. Uh, Dave M., my boy, what's up, man? Uh, it's good to uh, just send you a shout out. Dave C., Dave K., uh, Crash, everybody on the board, everybody back in Chicago, Young Tez, everybody, Diane, Denise, Jackie, uh, all the all the peeps in the Philosophers Club. Hey, you know I love you. I had a good time uh, at the function gathering a couple weeks ago, and it was real good to see you, Jackie. Uh, where are we coming to you from? Uh, my hometown. That's where I'm at. Uh, we, I'm on the top of the Independent Life Building. It's that weird-looking building in the center of downtown Jacksonville. We're actually on the top floor, the 16th floor, and uh, it's courtesy of the River Club Jacksonville. Uh, and also wanted to give a special shout out to uh, the Peyton family for letting me uh, set up up here and uh, this marvelous, spectacular view of the river. Uh, although I'm still sort of remiss why the Annabelle Lee's sitting rotting away over in the corner of the river there, but hopefully somebody will get on that. Uh, it's it, a lot of things been going on. What do we talk about on the show? Well, we talk about all kinds of stuff, uh, hacker stuff, security issues, or just plain out bullshit. And that's, that's basically how we get down here. We're, we're not here to be professionals. I'm not here to be a professional and I don't, I don't claim to be a professional anything, especially when it comes to this crap, but it, it I do give it a, a, a an honest shot and I, <laughs> And with the amount of listeners we have, it's 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 sure fulfilling uh, that someone actually is listening. We do talk about a lot of stuff. Uh, sometimes serious stuff. Sometimes not serious. I'm I'm trying not to be too serious because I've been enjoying the weekend here uh, with some family, friends, the beach, the weather. It's the end of the summer, and if if you've listened to the previous shows, you know that I am no fan of winter or fall. Spring and summer sort of do the, do the trick for me. Maybe it's because my blood never warmed up. Who knows? What do they say? I think they say uh, whatever. Uh, I, you know, I've been spending some time. I took my Roku. I brought my Roku down here, my Roku stick with me uh, down here to the River City. And I've been a, actually when I'm not out getting crispy baked in the sun or spending uh, time in the wilderness or wild or doing something like that. Uh, I've been spending some time cozying up with my Roku and so uh, that's what it is, the little Roku stick. You plug it into the back of a television. And uh, you just, you, you know, you can control the device with your uh, smart device or I something another. And you're off to the races. And so that's what I've been doing. And I've been enjoying, <laughs> I've been enjoying this really funny um, series on the HBO Go app on Roku 
called Silicon Valley. It was created by the guy who created uh, Office Space. And, you know, again, I, I never really watched too much television, but I seem to be sort of stuck in lore at this point with this series. I've, I, I, yeah, I'm not one to binge watch anything. But for the past uh, two days, I've been watch. I've watched uh, a season and a half of this very comical show, and, and again, the name of it is called Silicon Valley, and it's on HBO's uh, Go app, and it's pretty funny, extremely funny. Uh, it basically is a comedic view of life in Silicon Valley and this one funny startup. And uh, I've been sh- certainly enjoying the proceeds of watching it, nevertheless. So it's been re- it's been really entertaining to watch. Uh, and during the- during that uh, time, I've been sort of po- peeking in and out of the uh, internet, watching, uh, lurking, and engaging with some people uh, on my on on my personal uh, side of life. And uh, I wanted to s- say hello to. All of my uh, followers there as well, uh, friends and followers there as well. So, uh, thank you for actually uh, dropping by, saying hello, believing in me, and uh, just sending me a smile as well. Uh, I'm smiling right back at you. Uh, and again, you know, we try to take a light tonight. I suppose I'm going to take a lighthearted approach to most of the things that I'm going to talk about. Some of the things are going to be serious, I suppose, if that's how you wish to look at it. Though uh, it, it all determine it, it uh, it's all it all determines on how your view rests with what I have to say and how I bring it to you. So, with that said, let's get on with some of the things that have been going on, um, pretty much around the uh, world of IT tech. Again, you know, we could talk about exploits and uh, hacking incidents and all of that stuff, and get into details about code queues and arrays and all of that fun stuff, but. One of the things that uh, that I've been sort of speaking about, perhaps in, in some sort of uh, monotone sense over, over the past year since I've been doing the show, is uh, social media accounts. I know you've probably found the show uh, here by tuning into a, uh, my social media account on Twitter, and that's fine. You know, I'm on Twitter. And there, there are plenty of social media accounts out there, of course, to, to uh, engage with. But uh, with that said, there are a lot of social media accounts and entities out there, social media entities rather, that have been out there quite a number of years. And the, the perception, of course, is if you log into a social media site that you are, you know, you're, you're in good shape, your, your data is safe. And... Uh, with that said, I'm not really going to mention any of the names of these uh, sites because, uh, listen, folks, as I've said before, and I'm going to say it tonight again, that if a website uses a database, it's vulnerable. I don't care what kind of, of software it uses. I don't care if it's using Ruby or PHP or ASP. I, it, whatever it uses, if it uses a database, it's vulnerable. And sorry to break that to you so if you are using a social media website and that social media website most likely uses a database well just think about that for a moment because you are entrusting your data your life your photos your videos your personal messages your private messages everything that you think that may be private is not private 
So let's back up a little bit and screech the wheels here and let, let, let me drop uh, a little bit of understanding towards you. If you put anything on the internet, you must assume that someone else can see it. it whether or not it ha it ha it's HTTPS, it's secure SSH, SSL, whatever you think may be safe and secure, it's not secure. The internet's been broken for a long time and those who know that know that very well. Uh, if you think that you're going to jump on with a Tor browser, well, you're, you're sadly mistaken again uh, as well. So there are secure methods to connect to the Internet. Maybe we'll talk about that on another show. I don't have enough time to talk about that on tonight's show. Whew, that was uh, a mouthful and a half, but I'm going to keep going because I'm trying not to say, uh. <laughs> so I'll clear my throat there. A lot of retailers in the United States really are, are kind of still balking at the deadline uh, for next year. Uh, next year is the deadline for the EM EMV card readers to be fully transitioned over. Uh, what is the EMV card platform? The EMV card platform is basically uh the, the the chip the card that's you know the chip cards that you most likely have in your pocket at this point uh people call them chip cards basically you know to me they're they're smart cards uh and so next year uh, october 1st 2017 is the deadline for all retailers in the united states to have been converted over to the emv platform uh and that that's you know hey you know october 1st is right around the corner so what are we looking at 11 months for that or no no we're looking at 13 months for that well in the united states uh you know things don't move that quickly and people are very reluctant to upgrade their infrastructure uh, specifically when it comes to stuff like that and so I was checking out some information about the EMV, EMV conversion process and how it's going along. And so far, a lot of retailers are starting, you know, if you go into a Walmart or 7-Eleven or, or, you know, a Starbucks or something like that, most of these uh, retailers now have the EMV readers in place. And that's a good thing. Uh, it, it, it's supposed to reduce fraud and we'll see as time you know as time progresses we'll see how that stands up to some of the um, innovative and clever techniques that's some of the uh, miscreants out there use what does emv stand for it stands for europay mastercard and visa and basically it was a the the the, the three companies got together and created the standard and it's Suppose you know it, it's supposedly a good standard. I guess uh, you know I've I have had a chance to actually take. I, I took my bank card and was able to play around with a with a microprobe and actually uh, read some of the logic going in and out of the card. So it's kind of interesting. I'm not going to say anything else on that because I may get in trouble. But uh, it, it it's fairly secure. I, I suppose uh, you're not going to have some clown. Uh, cloning your debit card uh, in Texas and, and buying iPads and selling them on Craigslist. So that's basically what it's supposed to do is stamp out the majority of fraud. And that's a good thing because, you know, in the end, consumers pay for that. And 
in my opinion, law enforcement, you know, like it matters, but law enforcement certainly has other better things to do than chase around assholes with cloned cards. Uh, and there are certainly a few people uh, sitting in prison this day and age as a result of fall, be, being um, not as educated in uh, their skill sets and using those skills for something other than uh, being uh, a carter. If you want to be a carter, fine, be a carter. But really, uh, if, you, if you are a carter, you should take those skills and put them to good use. So... Uh, you know, there's, there's all with, with this. So let's go, let's cycle back to the social media thing for a moment. Folks, you got to be very careful what you're putting out there on social media accounts. You absolutely have to be careful. Now, in my case, per, from a personal perspective, and some of my followers and some of my listeners have actually, uh, they, they, you know, they were able to actually engage me and uh, find my, my personal um, my personal accounts online uh, and, and, and actually say, oh, wow, hey, that's you. And yeah, that's me. And so uh, it's not really hard to find out who I am. All, all it really takes is a little bit of thinking and you can actually discover my uh, real name. Uh, as, as the second year progresses in, yeah, uh, we, we will, uh, I've already spoken to the uh, higher-ups here, and uh, maybe I'll start using my real name. Who knows? But it's not like I have anything to hide. I'm just, uh, I enjoy my little hacker name. I think it's it's, it's cute and funny. Uh, so, you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of things going on in the world of uh, technology this day and age, and I've got a couple cool gadgets that I want to share with you tonight, and hopefully you'll think that, that uh, it's pretty cool. But uh, one of the more serious issues uh, going on right now, uh, and hopefully uh, if you are using an, an iOS device, you, you have updated it, and you should right away. <clears throat> and the reason, the reason uh, I, don't, I don't know if I should, there, I don't know if I should really get into this or not, uh, and the reason for this update from Apple for iOS devices is from uh, a company called Citizen Lab. They are a security research firm. And it was uh, discovered recently that this zero-day flaw for iOS devices was actually quite significant in the total control and seizure of an iOS device. So Apple was quick to patch their systems and their uh, operating systems with uh, a fix for the flaw, the zero day that was released. And so maybe I'll get into that because if I do, I actually want to, um, I actually want to read uh, from the uh, the report from Citizen Lab and what they put out there. So maybe we'll get into that. Uh, there's, there are. Uh, as usual, there are break-ins everywhere going on. Uh, there's there's a there's a web browser. What kind of web browser do you use? Uh, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people out there, choose a web browser and stick with it. I remember when I was uh, a burgeoning web developer years ago, and we're talking. Oh my god. <laughs> 
I'm dating myself here. 16 years ago, 17 years ago, when I was developing websites, I was one of the first early adopters of the Mozilla Firefox web browser. I remember uh, version. I remember when I used version 0.53 or 2.3 when Firefox was in beta, and sort of grew with Firefox over the years. And before that, uh, I briefly used Internet Explorer, and before that, I used way before Windows. We're talking 94, 93, 94. I was using a, a web one of the very first web browsers called Mosaic. I told you I'd date myself here. So I've been in, I've been I've been looking through web browsers for the past almost 20, 20 22.5 years. How's that? So about a, a little uh, just as about uh, just as about as long as the web has been uh, available to the public. And so I kind of grew <laughs> I was feeling sad there for a moment, but I sort of grew into Firefox along the way for a number of years. And I really loved it. It was a great browser. And then Chrome came along uh, in, what was it, 2009, 2010, something like that. And a colleague of mine had actually suggested it to me. He's like, you know, hey, Gummo, what are you using? And I'm like, oh, I use Firefox. He's like, well, I use Chrome. And I'm like, you know, I started doing a little reading. I'm like, oh, wow, it has a sandbox feature and all this and that and the other. And so uh, around 2011, I uh, was one of the Firefox converts and converted to Chrome and stuck with Chrome for quite a number of years. Uh, wonderful little web browser. It still is. It has a great, it has a lot of trapdoors and security features that I think uh, are beneficial in, in, in some regard. Uh, but nevertheless, there are many choices out there in, in, on the planet for you to use. And one of those choices uh, is, is a browser from back in the day called Opera. And I can actually remember when uh, there was a service. Now, now I'm just kind of scratching my head here thinking if anybody remembers the dial-up days... Uh, back in the dial-up days, there was a service called Net Zero, and basically, if you <laughs> if you installed their dial-up software with a uh, CD-ROM, uh, you could get on the internet for free, uh, and it would be an ad-supported experience through their browser. And for a for a long time, Net Zero used a web browser called Opera, and it was pretty cool. There was all kinds of hacks for it. You could you could run a hack and get rid of the ads, and basically you could surf the web for free, uh, connect to the internet for free. But this was a pre-9-11 era where the web was really a, a, a wild, wild west sort of place. While it still is in some dark corners, for the most part, there's a lot of things that uh, you that are monitored, so know that. So, uh, most recently, how, however, and unfortunately for Opera, they used a, a service called Sync, which syncs your, uh, your browser with other devices and fun shit to make your life a lot easier. And so that was most recently compromised. And um, Opera detected the signs 
of uh, being of an attack. Uh, they did a little investigating, uh, and they determined that a hacker actually, a hacker or a group of hackers, were able to uh, penetrate the Opera Sync portion of the browser. Uh, on the, on the official blog, Opera made it known that the latest problem that uh, or stated that the in it, they had a problem in that a hacker broke into its servers successfully and data was stolen. Uh, they also go on to say that the stolen data was stored thanks to synchronization services uh, that again, uh, uh, you know, it allows you to save your passwords and all of that crap uh, through Opera's systems and apparently Opera dropped the ball on that and now they're, they are advising you that if you were saving your passwords and with with the Opera Sync service, that you should change passwords and be careful and all of that other wondrous stuff that comes with, uh, you know, having your data breached. You know, one of the things that still work, uh, and another, another, you know, usually, folks, I have an iPad in front of me where I'm able to randomize. Uh, some of the topics that we're discussing but most of this stuff I'm just kind of uh, going off memory here I did a little studying before the show and uh, again you know I, I was fortunate enough to get a nice uh, uplink to Chicago uh, but uh, earlier in the week there was a celebrity incident where uh, her information was also compromised and that, that came from her uh, what was described as uh, her information being compromised from her iCloud account. Now, if you use an Apple, you know, Apple likes to make everything easy, and that's cool. I mean, that's that's what tech is all about, to make your life easy and fun, and, you know, your life syncs and things just work and everything like that. But you really should use uh, a little diligence and pay attention a little bit besides blind, you know, you know if you're going to take a tit pick or a dick pick and, and you know, and you're, you're just going to leave it on your device, or you should really be prepared for that information to get out into the public domain. Remember what I said earlier in the show that if you do something on the on the web or the internet that you must assume that someone else can see it. So that goes to say, you know, that goes to show that, you know, if you're out there and you're you're you, even if you're getting another device and you're 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 creating a, a whole new account and you're putting information up there, you know, that information still geotagged, you still are going to have a vector to who you really are in some fashion or another because most services use device synchronization services and they, it's pretty easy to understand the vectors on, on who is posting what on the web, on the internet. Now, there are ways to avoid those pitfalls and so how can you do that? Well, you could go to a Walgreens, pay cash for an Android device, and then you can go to the McDonald's across the street and hop online and do what you need to do. That's one way. You could go to a dollar store. I've actually recommended the dollar store technique because that works very well. You can go to a little dollar store somewhere. Again, get a track phone, pay cash for it, walk out the door, 
and you don't even have to activate it or anything. Uh, you just use the Wi-Fi feature of the Android device, access the network, and do do your little deed, and you're done there. But again, if you use if you continue to use the device, you're most likely going to cross an existing vectored path that you've created in the past. So, sort of like a uh, use once write once throw away once kind of situation and so you can use that to avoid detection from the powers to be but if you use it more than once you are risking uh, cross-contamination and uh, those vectors will cross paths sooner or later so that's one way to avoid it but so again most people don't do that I mean Unless you are up to something extremely nefarious, that's that's not what normal people do. So just be just be aware that what you do on the web and on the internet is certainly something to be expected, and someone else can someone else can and probably most likely is watching what you are doing. It, it, you really cannot assume that you're sitting if you're sitting in your car or you're sitting in your truck or whatever you're sitting in and you're alone and you're on your little device and you, and you think that you're all alone, you're not, you really are not. And so you must assume that. And so to engage your privacy, you must, you must ensure that you go to great lengths to ensure that, uh, you know, the things that you do are as private as possible. Uh, you know, that, that goes back to, uh, Mr. Ron Baum who I've uh, admirably f have followed and eagerly have listened to his talks every two years. Uh, and years ago, the first uh, talk that I ever heard from Mr. Ron Baum was that privacy was dead and all of this. And I, I've watched over the years, especially after a, a post 9-11 world, how privacy has just eroded. And so there is no privacy in the United States or the there there are certain places in the world that you are still allowed a great deal of privacy and um, are able to live uh, a peaceful life without being tracked, followed But those, uh, those places are eroding fast. And it's up to you to find out where those places are. Uh, the super hacking group who broke into Ashley Madison uh, said that there's more to come. Uh, dubbed a super hacker group. They, they are promising more fun stuff coming from the group called the Impact Team. Uh, if you remember earlier this year, or what was it this year or last year, the Impact Team was the crew or person who was able to break into AshleyMadison.com. Yeah, Ashley Madison was uh, basically a website for people who, liked, who chose to cheat on their spouse. Uh, they released all of the data causing uh, a lot of collateral damage well you know whatever wherever your morals fall in that regard but uh, they they stated that uh, when they hacked Ashley Madison that uh, no one was watching and that there were very few security barriers uh, actually to get into this website into the network 
and so they there's a new there's a new documentary coming up in the UK if you are in the UK called Sex Lies and Cyber Attacks and it centers on British hacking experts uh, hacker, hacker House founder Jennifer R. Curry says that cyberpunks see large companies as big targets she also says that a lot of big hacktivists uh, that's what they go for to try to expose corporate companies and corporate mis misdeeds and stuff like that so uh, if you're in the UK or if you have access to Channel 4 you can check that little program coming up uh, and should we even talk about the Apple issue I mean we we, we actually only have 10 more minutes on this show uh, do we really want to even get into depth on that I don't know I don't think we should I don't think we will when, there are a couple devices that I want to talk about because I like devices. I, I'm really cool. I really like playing with gadgets. Really have a ball with them. <laughs> and after this summer, building a few things and I'm, I'm preparing to build the supercomputer out of Raspberry Pis. I really like playing around with gadgets and fun stuff like that. What should we talk about first? Hmm. Let's talk about this. Now, before you uh, go out, should I even talk about this? I don't know. Okay, so a lot of the big ballers, a lot of the big ballers, a lot of the big players, a lot of the real good stuff uh, isn't going over cellular networks. Uh, sorry to sorry to break that news to you. There's a lot of stuff going over cellular networks, but a lot of people think a lot of the ballers, you know, the heavy hitters, the powers to be, they think that using satellite equipment, satellite communications actually um, precludes them or excludes them, rather, from being part of the I'm being monitored club. So, recently, I believe at DEF CON, there was a, was it at DEF CON or was it at HOPE? I believe it was at HOPE, and I missed the talk, uh, how the Iridium satellite system uh, can be intercepted. Now, now I have to break out a web browser and explain to you what Iridium is. Uh, the Iridium satellite constellation, and I'm, reading, I'm quoting from Wikipedia here, and just for disclosure's sake, I do have an Iridium device. Iridium actually is, some pretty cool, uh, is a pretty cool thing, but it's not as secure as you think it is. The Iridium satellite constellation is a satellite constellation providing voice and data coverage to satellite phones pagers and integrated transceivers over the Earth's entire surface. Iridium Communications owns and operates the constellation and sells equipment and access to the service. It was originally conceived by Barry Bertiger uh, and a few other dudes 
from uh, Motorola and a couple of other places. Uh, and they they got it really off the ground in 93. Uh, the constellation consists of 66 active satellites in orbit and an additional spare satellite or two. Uh, just you know, in case one plops out of orbit or something, who knows. But satellites are in low Earth orbit at the height of an approximately 485 miles and an inclination of 86.4 degrees orbital velocity of the satellites. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's pretty cool, actually, if you have one of the AR apps for your mobile device. You can uh, use one of the satellite finder finder apps, and you can see the Iridium constellation actively track and actively track it. Just uh, install one of the AR satellite tracking apps, and there are many out there. I can't recommend any, and I won't. But there are a few out there that are quite interesting. And you, you, you install the app, put it on your mobile device or tablet or whatever the hell you use, and aim it at the sky, and you could actually see the, the constellation. So with that said, uh, and I've, and for some reason, I've always just loved the service. It's, it's just been uh, very unique. Okay, so here we go. Uh, we have an Iridium Satellite Interception System, an ISI. Sounds cool, don't it? <laughs> uh, it's uh, SKU 1211. The Venter is Intercept. The category is Intercept. The standard is Iridium. The frequency is L-band, 1616 to 1612.5 MHz. Uh, what, what you are going to be able to do with this is I-M-E-I, T-M-S-I, I-M-S-I, Ooh, we talked about MZ catchers, haven't we? We sure have. Uh, the ISI is a unique system designed for off-air interception of the Iridium satellite system. The system intercepts calls, SMS, and data and allows localization of Iridium phones. The, Irid the Iridium system is an advanced communication satellite network that covers the entire world without any gaps. Didn't we just say that? The Iridium constellation uses, uh, you know, blah, 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 66 satellites, blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Okay, so uh, this, this is some serious stuff. So if, if you think that you're going to plop down 15 bucks for this and, and get off the ground, you, you're pretty much mistaken. I'm not going to tell you where this is. It's... Uh, well, maybe I should. It's go go to intercept.ws, and you can search for this. It's uh, classified as a special monitoring system for secret services, and it's it's highly advanced. It's going to take a, a high bit of skills to understand RF signal in, in, interception, uh, demodulation. Um, it, it's, it really takes a lot of understanding and um, determination to understand what spot beams are, IMEI, you know, IMEI, MC, TMSI, uh, and all of that stuff. Uh, you, you also are going to have to take a crash course in what's and what and how satellites work. Be careful. Make sure you're following the law. You're not breaking it. 
make sure that you do your diligence and check with the laws in your areas. And if, and if you're in the clear, then go for it. Check it out. Now, with that said, you, you can you can go to the website. You can search for this device. Now, again, you can also, without without you know really going off into the deep end because we're, we're sort of running out of time here very soon but you can build your own iridium intercept system uh again fire up a web browser go go to go to bing don't use google you're not using google are you and, and if you are using google are you logged in Let me slow down a little bit. It's the Iridium satellite system. Remember what I was telling you? You got to be careful what you put out there. When you hit the send key, the enter key, the return key, you have to almost anticipate that someone will be watching what you're doing. You know, you may be you may be some introvert sitting in a room by yourself somewhere. Well, there's probably another introvert sitting in a room watching you. Yeah. Got to give that some thought, folks. You're never alone. You're always being watched. Even if you're not being watched, you're being tracked. Even when you're not being tracked, you may be being watched. Uh, use a little diligence. Watch your vectors. Be careful. Uh, if you are using off-the-shelf hardware like an Android device um, or an iPhone or whatever, uh, just be careful. Update, patch, use security apps or software. Use what you can to defend yourself and your device. You're not going to be able to defend, defend your privacy. Uh, it's impossible. It's, it's, it's truly and simply impossible. There's nothing private. You know, you can go down to the local Domino's, pay a kid a hundred bucks to find any, any information on anybody that you want to. Hmm. What we got? Nine minutes. So the end of the summer is coming up. I know I should have done more shows this past summer, and I should have. I really should have. Uh, but we have uh, the fall selection of new devices coming out. And I'm not really one of those people that jump on the, I'm going to get the latest iDick I, I device. It's just not my cup of tea. I, I don't even own a smartphone. Uh, but some of the devices really look cool. I was checking out, uh, I, we, we were actually at the, <laughs> I was with a buddy of mine and we stopped by, he, he, we, we were on our way to the beach and he, he actually had to, we actually had to take time out of our day so he could stop at the uh, AT&T store. You can see me rolling my eyes, can't you? So he could check on an upgrade for his device, you know. And I, and I you know, and I'm not, I, you know, I'm. I was really trying to be 
as candid as possible and keep a straight face you know it's like mm, yeah hey gummo i really want you know before we go to saint augustine let me i just want to swing by i'm like yeah sure whatever so here i am <laughs> walking, walking into an at&t store I felt like an idiot walking in there. You know, he walks right in. And, uh, hey, can I help you? And yeah, he, he runs and scuttles, scuttles away. And so I'm walking around, you know, my hands behind my back, just kind of bending over, looking at all the latest cool stuff, tablets and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to keep a straight face. So a sales representative comes over. He's like, hey, sir, can we help you? And I'm like, no, I'm just kind of here with a buddy of mine looking around. And, oh, and, you know, aggressively, you know, like, well, you know, who's your service provider? I'm like, I don't know. I, I paid $10 a month for my little flip phone. And I pulled my little flip phone out. And, you know, the cameras got, you know, tape and marker all over it. And. All the logos are taped up. <laughs> it, the phone looks like it's about 400 years old. And and the, and the guy looked at me like, you know, and I'm like, well, this is my phone right here. You know? And the guy seriously looked at me like I had stepped out of the 80s. He's like, he's like, is that really your phone? I'm like, yeah, that's this really my phone. <laughs> and so he was trying not to laugh at me. And I'm trying not to laugh at him for laughing at me. And so, I don't know, you know, that comical moment of awkwardness. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's that's my... Uh, so, you know, uh, another 45 minutes go by. And uh, at, at that point, we are... We're, we're good to go. He gets, he gets a new iPhone. Uh, and he gets, uh, you know, he, he's in awe, all his contacts, all his information has been transferred magically over to his new iPhone. And we, uh, proceeded to head down to St. Augustine while he flipped through his iPhone in, in awe of all the, uh, latest bells and whistles. But, uh, I don't know, man, it's just ser seriously... <laughs> Be careful with your smart devices. It's not just a phone, folks. It's a computer. It's in your pocket, and you're carrying it around. It's got a microphone. It's got a camera in there. And it's susceptible to being spied on. I'm not going to go into detail, but uh, there there was a, a zero day from uh, Citizen Lab uh, that was published. It was it was uh, dubbed Pegasus. It was very serious. It was created by uh, a spy outfit somewhere on the other side of the pond. And uh, as you know, if you if you're familiar with any of the uh, spy outfits out there. Uh, you know that uh, most spy outfits out there are quite capable and determined, are quite determined and capable and willing to create zero days for your little magical handheld device. And I, I still find it kind of ironic that people pay thousands of dollars for these pocket computers that uh, are able to be compromised within seconds. And so this this one particular you know, piece of uh, malware dubbed Pegasus was uh, certainly serious enough to uh, cause all sorts of headache out there. Uh, 
Uh, so here we are. We're on the tail end of the summer, at least my perspective is, where we are about to enter in the, what is it, August? Is it August? This is September. I think it's August still. It's very humid down here, at least. I'm going to bounce out of here and hop on a plane and head back up to the Chi-Town. And uh, we will be coming back at you with show 42 next week, and maybe I'll be a little bit more level-headed. Who knows? But... I don't know, just uh, been been sort of cutting loose, and uh, that's about what I'm about to do now is cut, cut on out of here and close the show with about four or five minutes of closing shit. Uh, I was going to say shit, but show music. Uh, so there you have it, folks. There's a, there's a few updates. There's a few gadgets. That's what's going on in my neck of the woods. Hopefully, uh, you are out there enjoying the sun and the wind. And again, uh, I really mean those shout outs. I wanted to thank everyone who has anything to do with putting this show together, keeping it alive, keeping it together, getting it out to you, the listener. I certainly enjoy your feedback and your comments, your your suggestions. Uh, as some of my listeners can attest, if you have a suggestion, I will jump right on it and see what I can do about it. While some of the suggestions that you have are, are quite reasonable, some of them I just cannot do. Uh, and, and again, folks, as I close the show, please be sure to check your local laws before you start tinkering with anything. You want to make sure that you stay within the legal confines of the law where you live. You know, uh, this is a global show. So, you know, whether you live in Argentina or Germany or wherever you live, just make sure that you're following the letter of the law because it, it, as long as you stay within the law, you're, you're, you're cool. You're good to go. You're, you're able to explore your freedoms the best that you can. If you don't like the laws where you live, then petition those that then make a petition to change those laws. That's what most places have. Most places afford you that opportunity. So keep that in mind as well. And if you are in a place where you are unable to make those suggestions to change laws in, in, in a non in, in the way that your you know part of the world suggests then go find the place that makes you happy uh and again just staying legal wherever you live is, is definitely the way to go and it's the way I, I recommend i've seen too many great people fall for not paying attention to the laws just make sure that you read the laws make sure that what you're doing is legal yeah i know that kind of sounds weird coming from a, a former black hat but that's why i'm a former black hat all right enough of that thank you to apple and stone check them out appleandstone.com two amazing musicians they are the people behind the music on the show thank you to everybody on my twitter account who follows me and puts up with my sporadic tweets uh, if you have any comments, questions, complaints, concerns, gripes, you can try to email me at gummo, G-U-M-M-O, at hackers.xxx. Uh, you can also check me out on Twitter, twitter.com, forward slash gummo, xxx. And, of course, you can visit the website at hackers.xxx. That's where we are at. Check out the video that uh, we on Films put out or created for us this past summer. I think it's pretty cool. I don't know. What's your opinion of it? Uh, we, we, we'd like your little feedback. Uh, and that's that's pretty much it, folks. We're, we wanted to, uh, again, recommend that if you have any comments or suggestions, to just reach out to us or me or whatever, and we'll see what we can do. 
until then, until next, until the next show, and hopefully that's next Sunday, and I'll be back in Chicago. Please take care of yourself. Make sure that you uh, make sure that you tell your loved ones that you actually do love them and care for them, and do the right thing. Uh, hack away, tinker away, find bugs, find code, find arbitrary code, and do the right thing with it. Do the right thing with your skills, and you'll find out that you'll you'll feel better about it in the long run, especially when you grow up and you haven't had to do any jail time. Until then, folks, uh, we, we are out. I'm out. Uh, again, thanks to the river. Uh, <laughs> Thanks to the River Club here in Jacksonville. Thanks to the Peyton family. Thanks to the uh, wonderful folks and the security down in the main lobby here in the Wells Fargo building. I still call it the Independent Life Building. And that's all I got to say. I'll see you next week from Chicago. Show 41. Or no, for show 42. This is show 41. All right, folks. We'll check you out next week. Until then, see ya. See ya.